My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker here with... Adam Cronbush. And we are going to continue into our sort of series that is moving along the line that we would regularly be talking about um, with the aggregation of marginal gains while also trying to um, keep on some topics that we think will help those who are listening kind of navigate and get through this time that we are all under the COVID-19 crisis. On today's episode, we are going to talk about what we do and do not control. Um, So I want to jump back very briefly to an episode that we did a couple of months ago, and it was was a uh, listener request on the difference between self-awareness and self-reflection. Adam, do you remember that episode? I do. Hey, thanks for listening. And I remember the analogy of the house <laughs> where the uh, the yard and the area near the street were things outside of you. Uh, the porch represented your own self-awareness. The inside represented your, um, your self-reflection, your thoughts. Wow, it's almost like we reviewed that before we got on the episode No today. way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes... Adam is right. The, everything that's inside of the house, um, we identified as sort of like our purpose, our values, our thoughts, our memories, things that influence where we are today. When we're standing on the porch, it's more of the self-awareness of what we are doing and what actions we are taking and sort of how we respond to things. And then everything that was off the porch um, is everything that is completely outside of our stimulus. Um, or is providing a stimulus that we have absolutely no influence over whatsoever. All right. For today's episode, we're going to go back to that analogy and look at that space between being in the house and being on the porch. The threshold. The threshold. <laughs> or as I said, the doorway. Not a cool word. Not, not as cool. Um, that gap or threshold between what's in the house where is where we're self-reflecting and what's on the porch where we have our self-awareness of what we are doing. Um, that is illustrative of what we now have control over. Where our thoughts become actions. Yes. And in this episode, we're going to say that, in fact, the only thing that we have control over is our thoughts and our decisions. Um... I first came upon this concept uh, when I started getting into Stoicism and I started reading The Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday, in which taking at its most basic form is a big sort of tenet of Stoicism is that um, we really only have control over, they say decisions, but as you pointed out, Adam, it's more of like thoughts. Hmm. Um, 
So how we respond to things, the decisions that we do, what thoughts go on in our brain um, is really the only thing that we control. Um, Adam, do you agree or yeah, disagree? Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think um, I, I've come across it in my own study of Christianity, and I think that um, it's a basic tenet there as well that it, it, many, many, many things are outside of our control. We're responsible for um, what we do, what we think, how we act. Um, and it's, it's a very comforting thing when you know uh, the things that you're trying to gain control over. That, I mean, that can be a big stressor in your life. It can cause a lot of anxiety. Uh, but when, you, when you're able to admit that that's something outside the realm of my control uh, or something I can only merely influence, which we'll get into, uh, you know, that, can, that can be very comforting. Yeah. Um, when I first started thinking about this, when I first read it, I thought, I mean, there's got to be more that I can control than only what goes on in my brain. And then I read into it a little bit more deeply, and I read it at some point that, no, you know, we really don't have any control over our bodies. And I thought, well, wait a second, I can sit here and I can lift my arm up over top of my head. Is that not control? I'm making the decision to do that. And when you really want to get kind of like dive into this, um, we have to accept that I have control over my, raising my arm over top of my head because right now I have the ability to do that. But um, as we know, let's say autoimmune diseases uh, can attack people for any reason, for at any time. Um, and I could lose the ability to raise my arm up over top of my head. Mm -hmm. I still have control over my thoughts. I still have control over my decisions. But I no longer have control over the ability to raise my arm over top of my head. Um, who was that? Stephen, Stephen Hawking. What did mm -hmm. he, what was his? I'm not sure exactly, but Hodgkin's I know he, non No, that he, was cancer. He's, uh, I mean, disabled pretty much everywhere. Shoot. I should have looked that he up. He can control his hand. Um, no, he can't. Wait. Like, can he like steer himself or is that like with his, he's got such a powerful mind. He just can. I think it's his telekinesis. eyes. Wait, I watched the movie, um, about Stephen Hawking. I think it's just his Prove eyes. Prove it. Like, <laughs> He just looks at things and the computer is then designed to create cool. letters off of because because he has an absolutely no. Yeah. But it's not like he grew up with this. It's not like he went through any kind of like traumatic injury where it, it ruptured his spinal cord or anything. Literally, his body started to attack itself and, and over a period of, of time, he lost the ability to control his mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. um, so if you really kind of want to sit down and think about this, there is some truth that you eventually have to accept over the fact that the only thing that you really have control over is what happens between your two years. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, how many of us try to control so many factors of our life and just run into brick walls left and right? You know, whether it be coworkers, employees, children, students. Yeah. There's, there's so many factors in your life that you want to try to control. Uh, but when you realize that you can't and all you can do is influence, uh, it's a very comforting and can reduce stress and anxiety quite a bit. Yeah, so that kind of brings us even further. So I, we, I, I've talked up to this point about whether or not you can control anything like in your own body outside of your mind. You're sort of taking it now even one step further of, okay, I accept the fact that maybe I can't even control my body, but 
even further out of our realm of control are things that are outside of our bodies, mm-hmm. right? So we sort of have what goes on in our head, which is what we can control, what goes on outside of our head, but inside our bodies, which we don't really have any control over. And then what goes on outside of our bodies, even less control. Um, and you brought it up a couple of different times, and I think it's it's an important distinction to make right now, which is that over which we have control versus that over which we have influence. Mm-hmm. Um, and our decisions can certainly influence other things. And I think one of the distinctions we should make is that we are talking about thoughts and decisions that relate to the future. Um, yeah, because we, we had talked a little bit before this episode just about um, you, you might be tempted to look back and say, you know, maybe why did I get fired from this job? At what point did I make a certain decision that, that led me to this point? Or was it even a decision? Was it out of my hands? You know, was it some sort of constraining of the company and I just happened to be the lowest on the totem pole? Um, but if it was something that you could control, you know, how useful is it really to look back on something like that? Maybe a little bit. You know, we think about self-reflection and the ability to see uh, your own faults honestly and improve from those. But I think in terms of when we're thinking about things in and outside of our control, we want to focus on the present and the future uh, of, you know, what decisions can I make now that are going to better me toward my purpose? Or what, how can I influence things a certain direction that will align to my purpose? Right. Yeah, I, I certainly think things in the past we can use in order to help guide our current decisions. Those are all the things that are in the house, right? Every All of our experiences. Um, but sort of a dark path, if you will, that I went down into once I started to really think about what it is that we have control over and not is I started to think, well, wait a second. Like you just brought up the analogy about uh, losing your job. Okay, I'm supposed to accept the fact that I have no control over the fact that I just lost my job. You as my boss walked in my office, said, sorry, Matt, you're fired. Gather up your stuff. You got to get out of the office. And my initial response is going to be very upset over that and by no means is accepting the fact that I have no control over that meant to be like, oh, happy-go-lucky, okay, fine, I have no control, goodbye. Um, but it, and you're right, it's in some sense comforting in, to say like, I'm not going to sit down and think, what could I have done differently, um, what did I do to deserve this? Etc. Etc. Because I don't have any control over. Right, it's already happened. So yeah, asking those types of questions is only gonna hurt you. Yeah, and where I went sort of into this dark hole was to think, well, wait, I'm supposed to think that I have no control over that, but all I have is control over my thoughts and decisions. I made a decision potentially in the past that is now being that is leading to me being fired. So therefore, did I not have control over me being fired? and I think you're, you were right, Adam, when you pointed out that we can't look at this as something to do in the past because... Because we don't have control over time. Yeah, we certainly can't go <laughs> in the past and, and have control over it. But the decisions that I made in the past certainly influenced the present. And I can look at the decisions that I made in the past to help me make wise decisions now to then lead into the future to have influence mm-hmm. over certain things that happen in the future. Um, I feel like we're getting very highbrow here. We don't mean for this to be super highbrow. Let's take it down to practical <laughs> levels then. <laughs> Why is this useful? 
Why do we care over what over what we have control over and what we I'll, don't have? Control I'll give a personal over. example. Um, yeah, go. I mean, this is something that my wife Hillary and I have run into often over the past uh, twenty-one months. That's how old Bruce is. And then we just had our, our daughter six, seven weeks ago. Um, your life revolves so much around them sleeping. It's just insane how how it changes so quickly. Yeah. Um, like your entire schedule. A lot of your energy is just focused around them getting naps, getting sleep, and what you can do to invest in them sleeping longer and eventually through the night. Yeah. Um, which is which is hard, and there's there's a lot that goes into that. Um, one of the most frustrating things about it is that you've got this this baby or this toddler that you want to control. You want to just tell them, just go take a two or three hour nap. We both know you need it. You're freaking out about nothing. I'm freaking out about you freaking out. Go take that nap. Uh, but you can't control that. You can influence, um, which is what we try to do. Um, but it becomes very frustrating when you try to control. When you say, you know, you're going to take this nap or you're going to sleep through the night by this point in time. Um, it just becomes very frustrating. We've run into that on, you know, with both of our kids. Uh, but where we find comfort is when we realize, okay, we can't control the millions of variables that are going into whether or not they're sleeping through the night by, you know, however many weeks. Um, and realizing that that is outside the realm of your control is super helpful because you will never be able to control all those variables. Right. So in, in some sense, why is this useful is because if we are willing to accept that anything outside of our thoughts and our decisions are outside of our control, it's very, it can remove a lot of frustration from a situation. Um, it can also remove a lot of anxiety uh, and a lot of stress. I think it helps you to refocus too. Yeah. Because you're not try- if you recognize that I can't control all of this, then your focus is going to be purely on, okay, what can I influence then? And recognizing that it's only influence, I'm going to expect the results to be whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, I, I can't cause certain results to happen. <laughs> I think a lot of people right now are feeling a lot of stress and anxiety and frustration, um, especially if you're listening to this at a time in which we are under um, lockdown, mandatory lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um you know, a lot of people are frustrated because their lives have been changed a lot. You know, we were getting up every day. We were going to work. Um, I, for one, as you all know, had a very set schedule. I've talked about it a number of times. And now all of a sudden, based on a government mandate... Matt's waking up at 10 a.m.? I No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but, you know, we've all had to make changes. And there's this thing out there called COVID-19 that has basically taken over and removed any control over our days that we had whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that we latch on and the more that we try to um, say, well, my happiness is rooted in being able to go to work or my satisfaction is rooted in being able to go to the office and being able to go to the gym and being able to go outside and go to Home Depot whenever I want and and do this or that. Um, In a sense, that is us trying to maintain control over this aspect of life that we don't have control over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, If Home Depot is closed, I can't control the fact that Home Depot is closed. And the more that I try to control the fact that Home Depot is closed, it's just the more frustration it's going to bring. Yeah, and I, th- I think you can see the results of this. Maybe you'll disagree, but um, 
I think you'll see this all over social media of people attempting to control COVID-19 in some sense by just getting frustrated and angry about the politics, whether the left or the right. Everybody's doing the wrong thing or they're doing the right thing. Shut up about it. Um, the only thing you really can control as just a normal Joe or Jane Schmo is your votes. And so if you're getting caught up in the politics of it now, where there's nothing you can do, um, you know, maybe that'll inform your vote later, but pay attention to it later then. If it's frustrating you that you can't control it and all these things are just causing you to spiral down into this lack of control, turn it off. Boy, I kind of wish you hadn't gone down that route. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, and in a sense that, like, taking the fact that we don't control things and now applying it to... News, politics, social media. <laughs> I, I, see. I, I meant to apply it more, maybe largely to just things that are frustrating you. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, I'm not I saying mean, I'm not saying be apathetic. By no means would I ever encourage anybody to be apathetic about what's going on in our world. Um, but if your level of care is directly tied to your ability to control, then you've got you've got some reflection to do. Um. Yeah, I, I know where you were going with it. It's just like, we could do an entire episode <laughs> on... You could probably have your own podcast about that. We don't control anything except for your responses, your reactions, your thoughts, your decisions. You see something on social media involving politics that you don't agree with, and you allow it to destroy the entire rest of your day because you're so frustrated over this. That's the decision that you're making. Right. You have that control. Right. You can look at that and you can say, okay, it's frustrating but I'm going to move on from it. Mm -hmm. Or you could look at that and you could say that's frustrating and you can allow it then to come back up three hours later and you can allow it to be like, well, this entire day's ruined. Um, but you don't have control over the article. You sure. don't have control over what the people are doing who are referenced in the article. You have control over one, whether or not you decide to get on social media to look at it. Mm -hmm. You have control over whether or not you follow those things on social media that allow you to see those things. And then you have control over how you respond to the message that is delivered in yep. that aspect of social media. Yep. Um, so, but I imagine a lot of people are going through that right now. You know, there's kind of news is all we have. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard, um, about somebody the other day and I'm going to just be vague as, as possible on this, um, that they're basically sitting at home getting very aggravated and upset and pissed off because they believe that the country should be opened all back up and it's not. Mm -hmm. And they just are getting more and more and more frustrated over it. Right. Well, what they're actually trying to do is they're getting more and more and more frustrated over the fact that they want to control their ability to go out and do something, but the government has control over that for right now. They don't have control over it. They can't accept the fact that they don't have control over it. Yeah. And it's just causing them additional frustration. Right. Yep. Um, so another thing that accepting the fact that we don't have control over anything that's outside of our minds can, why it's useful is now it removes a feeling of, of that we are responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. Um, there is, there's a, 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 do you ever become an ex Navy SEAL? If you're a Navy SEAL at one point... It sounds dangerous to even attempt to say ex-Navy SEAL. Like, even if you're not active, I think you're still technically a Navy SEAL. I'd, I'd gladly give them that. Yeah. I think I would always refer to him as, like, Navy SEAL. So, um, um, anyway. There's a, a Navy SEAL who goes by the name Jocko. Um, and he wrote a book that is all about 
taking full ownership of everything that you do. Um, and again, that kind of comes up uh, through Stoicism. I imagine there's there's some aspect of it in Christianity, and you can speak to that um, in the sense that what I'm not saying here is because we are accepting the fact that we don't control anything outside of our minds, we are therefore don't we're not responsible for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, true, I think it was complete or true complete ownership. True ownership, I think, was the name of his book. Um, but what I'm saying is is I am not responsible for your actions. Right. Okay. If I make a decision and you decide to react to my decision in a different way, um, the only thing that I really had control over was my decision. I can't be upset over the fact that you interpreted my decision a different way. I'm not responsible for the way that you did that. All I'm responsible for is the decision that I made. Right. Um, and that's not to say that we ignore the influence that we have on others. Um, and I think there's also the, there's the danger to be too apathetic or to have too much control. And obviously we want to try to find that, that balance in between where you say, I have no responsibilities, no control over everything or right. over anything except, you know, maybe my thoughts and the few decisions I make. That's probably the more apathetic position. And the other one is trying to be a control freak and micromanage every aspect of your life, which is impossible. Right. Um, you know, that sense of balance, you're going to find that I have these responsibilities that I need to attend to. There are things I can control and there are many things outside my control. How can I best align all of these towards my purpose? Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, and the, the sooner that you accept the fact that, that you can't control anything that happens once you make the decision or the, once, you, once you use your thoughts to influence your actions... I mean, you, you don't have, you, you can remove that responsibility for anything that happens after that point. Mm-hmm. If you don't like an outcome, if I, if I make a decision and I say, okay, Adam, um, today we are going to do something and I don't like the way that that turned out, it should then influence my decisions in the future. I can't dwell over the fact that the decision that I made didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then I, oh, I wrote down a, a, a third reason that accepting the fact that we don't have control over anything outside of our brains is useful is because now this can start to bring clarity to our lives as well. We've kind of talked about the, the concept of a cloudy brain in the past. Um, I know I had mentioned it when I talked about, um, brain dumping. So we have all these thoughts of things that we want to do and decisions that we want to make and thoughts that we're having and things that are frustrating us all up in our brain. And that can start to to make our brains cloudy and can distract us from what we're trying to accomplish in a day. And so we brain dump everything down into a journal on our under, onto our computer and that way it's there and we don't have to think about it anymore. Um, the same concept goes for accepting the fact that we don't have control over things outside of our brain. If you're a control freak, you don't have clarity in your thought uh, because you are constantly trying to control every aspect of your life every day. If you can accept the fact that you don't have control over it, I think that can help to bring a lot of clarity because now it's one less thing you need to worry about. Mm. Yeah, and then you can really focus on those things that you do have control over uh, and then kind of pour your, your purpose and your um, energy into that. Right. Um, 
And I think that would include, you know, I, I just go back to the example of kids. You know, I'm responsible for Bruce's health and well-being. Um, I can't control his decisions, but I do have influence over him um, so that, you know, no matter the outcome of that influence, whether it be good, I give him praise and encouragement or bad discipline. Um, you know, I, all I'm doing is trying to influence him. I have no control over how he reacts to those. Right. But the more that you try to control him, the more frustrated you're going to right. become. Right, yeah. You know, if I tell Bruce, I want you to live this way, think this way, um, I imagine down the road that's going to that's gonna kick back quite a bit. Yeah. I always think of like an analogy of like herding cats. <laughs> you know, you're trying to herd cats. They're yes. not going to listen to you. No. The more time and energy you put into trying to herd cats, the more frustrated you're going to become because they're not going to listen to you. Yeah. So let, let's go on the record. This is an anti-cat podcast. Whoa. Oh. Did you not watch the documentary or whatever on Netflix of like, don't F with cats? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I did not. Although I will say tiger's like my favorite animal and that's technically a cat. So this is, this we're is, pro cat. Yeah. Yeah. We're pro cat. All right. We're, we're not, we're not, we're not messing with cats. <laughs> but they're hard. They, they, uh, they will not be herded. They're outside the realm of control. Uh, that, that, is, that, is, that is, that's a well-known that fact. That's true. That's well documented. Yeah. Um, I mean, so are dogs. So we're but by no means anti-dogs. Dogs are pro influence though. <laughs> you can train a dog. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically you can train a cat. You can teach a cat like it's dinner time and the shake of the food bowl or whatever, and they'll come to, to eat. Yeah. So maybe they just refuse to be trained. Maybe they're just smarter. I read a or I was watching a TV show once where it said that um, cats are like one of the only remaining domestic quote unquote animals that are still technically wild. Hmm. Like they still have their wild instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Dogs have been completely domesticated and they're entirely reliant upon us. Sure. And like if you take a golden retriever and turn it out, it will it will not survive. That's a good but point. You see stray cats everywhere doing just fine. Yeah. If you take a cat, granted if it, you haven't declawed it or anything like that and you turn it out, it will survive because hmm. they are still technically wild. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. Um, okay. So we've talked about why it's useful to really kind of sit down, reflect and accept the fact that things are outside of your control. Um, how do we do that? Great question, Adam. <laughs> so <laughs> if you need some help, if, if even after this episode, you're sitting there and you're like, I cannot accept the fact that I can't control this. Um, or you're just not sure what exactly you can and can't control. One of the ways that we can start to bring some clarity to this is sit down with a journal or your computer or whatever and start to make a list of everything that you think you control. Um, you can do so with the messages in this episode in mind. You can do so without, like, you can just sit down and say, you know, screw Matt and Adam. I think I can control the weather. And if that's the case, then put that down on... Then please make more sunshine yeah, I know, in right? Pittsburgh, you jerk. Ugh, <laughs> please warm it up over here. Yeah, like, we got teased by 70-degree weather, like, three weeks ago. Yeah, it was messed up. Ugh. Like, this is what spring could feel like. <laughs> <laughs> but no! <laughs> we're just going to drop it down to 30 degrees again. Um, anyway, make a list. Then, once you've made that list, accept the fact that um, the only thing that you really have control over are your thoughts and decisions. Control. Not talking influence. Control. Mm -hmm. Then go back to that list... And start to cross off everything on the list 
that is outside of your thoughts and your decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, I would say that that would be anything that you can't guarantee the outcome of. Right. If the outcome is left up to anything but your direct thought and action, then it's outside your control. Exactly. And I think if you're honest with yourself over that in which you actually do have control, you're going to come down to your thoughts and decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I forget if this is, I forget where I heard this, um, but kind of going back to when I first learned this concept of anything outside of your brain is really outside of your control. Um, and anal- another analogy that I saw was throwing darts. And if I truly have control over my body, and I want to hit the bullseye every time I throw a dart, then I should be able to hit the bullseye every time I throw a dart. But I don't. I When I throw a dart, um, it goes left and it goes right and it goes up and it goes down. I may not even hit the dartboard whatsoever, but I'm telling my hand to throw the dart at the bullseye. Um, and I thought that that was a very interesting analogy of, oh, okay, maybe I don't actually have control over my body um, because... I can influence where I think I want to throw the dart, but in the long run, I actually can't control my arm, my my elbow, my wrist, all of my muscles to execute a dart to hit the bullseye. But you do control the decision to throw. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, But you can't guarantee the outcome. Yeah, you can't. Right. So really, I don't have any control over the outcome. Um, to put this in the realm of like fitness, you know, a lot of people who listen to this are in some way, shape or form involved in fitness. I can teach you how to snatch. I can conceptually show you how to snatch. Uh, we can watch tons and tons of videos of people doing it perfectly. Just walk through each individual step. Right. We can very slowly walk through each step. I put a barbell in your hands. I load it up with lightweight. I say three, two, one, go snatch. And it does not look anything like what we just spent uh, whatever amount of time watching videos, building it, breaking it down. So what happened? And what happened was you don't actually have control over your thought or uh, over what your body does. You can try. You can influence it to eventually have more control, but you will never have that perfection. Yeah. Because I can snatch 185 to- 185 pounds a million times and it's going to look a million different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so sit down with that list, make the list of everything you think you can control, accept the fact that you don't control anything that's outside of your mind and start crossing off things on your list that you don't think that, that are outside of your mind. And this is going to, I think hopefully start to help you accept what it is that you do and do not control. Yeah, that's good. I think, I think a secondary thing you could do once you've crossed those items off then ask yourself, how can I then influence them toward my purpose if I don't have direct control? What's the best way for me to influence these items toward my purpose as opposed to thinking that I can control the outcome of each of these? Yeah. Um, and so I then I think the question becomes, okay, so all I control my thoughts and my decisions. Everything outside of my control is outside of, outside of I'm sorry, Everything I don't control is anything outside of my thoughts and my decisions. So how do I make the right decision? Um, And I think you're right, Adam, that going back to your purpose, going back to your three pillars, going back to your core values are all those things that can then influence your decision 
so that you at least have some sort of alignment with what decision am I, am I making? What's the best decision for me to make at this time? Mm-hmm. All right. Any other thoughts on what we can control? Because I can tell you one thing. We're at about 32 minutes. I can control shutting this thing down right now. <laughs> or well, we can actually, talk, I guess I can. We could talk more about cats. <laughs> <laughs> because technically, I could hit the stop button on my computer, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have control over. Well, you just told this. me you don't have control over your body, so I know you need, you need to see a doctor. Maybe I go to hit stop and it doesn't stop. Uh, let's do a quote. Last time Adam had the quote. This time I'm going to have the quote. It's by a, a psychologist and philosopher named Viktor Frankl. Um, who was alive during the, um, actually a lot of World War I and World War II. Um, but he wrote a lot of very influential stuff as far as philosophy is concerned. He's often referred to in Stoic, Stoic philosophy, although I don't think technically he was a quote-unquote Stoic, um, but he was more of a modern individual who, who had a lot of those um, thoughts in his philosophy. And he, he said, quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. And our response relies our growth and our freedom. End quote. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, if you have any thoughts, reflections, questions about anything that we touched on this episode, um, I think we brought it down from being too highbrow, but... We talked know. about cats, so... Yeah, that brings, like, everything you know, down to a level everybody can understand. Anyway, we'll be back next episode very shortly with some other hopefully useful stuff that you guys can use. In the meantime, stay safe. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.